I was just joking with Dylan that uh, like I was looking at movies that are on Hulu and there's this Nicolas Cage movie called Willy's Wonderland mm-hmm. and it's like almost it's... like he's in like a, a Chuck E. Cheese and the animatronics are like possessed and right. And I was like, ooh, should we do Willy's Wonderland, Dylan? And it just reminded me of Mom telling me that her friend Amy, that you know, watched Pig, is like getting fed up with the fact that we don't change much of our genres. Like, it's always superhero action or horror, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I just (laughs) imagined doing Willy's Wonderland. Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and today we will catch up on what we've been watching. We will talk about Bruno with Encanto, and we'll catch Wait, up with Matt's fatherhood journey. So without further ado, let's run that back. Wait, I'm sorry, Encanto? I watched Scream. Why would you watch Scream? I mean, I watched Scream. That's what we, that's what we said we were doing next was Scream. Th- that was going to be the next episode after... What was the episode we did before? Oh, Best of 2021 is what oh. we did. So after I Best of 2021, the next or episode Wonder Woman was Scream. It's always Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> with you. And I bet to this day you still haven't seen 2 through 1983. I haven't. I think that's why I didn't like 1984. Anyway. Yeah, Scream was the next episode after Best of 2021. Okay. And now Encanto. So we're just not doing Scream. So, like, you're a co-host of this podcast. So, like, how much do you pay attention to, like, our feed on, like, Instagram or, like, on the podcast apps you use? Anything uh, like that? I don't subscribe. <laughs> you're not subscribed? No. I highly suggest you subscribe to our podcast, Matt. It just doesn't really seem like my thing. <laughs> You're not into the genre films that we do? <laughs> Maybe if we did Willy's Wonderland. Okay, of course Matt knows that Scre- we al- I already did Scream. I did that with guest host With Rachel. my best friend's granddaughter. <laughs> These jokes are getting more and more complex. <laughs> and I still don't know what she thinks of this. <laughs> but no, we're talking about Encanto. I am interested in what you thought of Scream because you watched it. But before we say that, I want to make a quick like amendment to my bet to the best of 2021. I talked about all the TV shows that I liked and just forgot to mention Squid Game. And Squid Game might have been my favorite show last year. So like. I totally screwed that one up, but I saw one of our followers on Instagram reference it. I I felt like it seemed like an appropriate omission. It was so good. (laughs) I still Um, haven't watched it. It's so good. Uh, So, yeah, Squid Game's definitely a best of 2021. What did you think of Scream 5? I don't know what you thought. We haven't talked about it. One word review? Let's do a one word review. (laughs) Meh. Really? So, where would you put it? Where would you put it in comparison to 3? You like Scream 3 more than this one? I liked this one up until the end. I loved this Which one. Which part up of the end, the end didn't you like that it was like 
the main characters were invincible and it was just... No, that it was... Like, they were doing it because... They were fans of the movies and didn't there, like there the There didn't really the seem to be any real motivation. Like a good... Yeah, it was a very wobbly motivation. Like, and I get that in the past movies the motivation is a little bit... But th- at least 1, 2, 3, and 4, the the pe- people who were the killers at least came off crazy. Yeah, I see what you mean. So you could be like, okay, they're delusional and right. they're doing this. These people seemed completely sane and I don't I don't know. I I didn't like the turn. Well, cuz the first movie what makes the motive so good in the first movie to me is that Stu thinks they're just killing people and like you don't need a motive. We're just nuts. And Billy Right. has a motive right. because he hates Sydney's mother and right. like ruined my so like it's cool because you almost have a double twist where like the killers aren't even on the same page on the same page right and then the second movie like without spoiling things the second movie the killer has a strong motive against Sydney right um the third movie is probably where it is a little bit lame and that's right. why the third movie is kind of one of the worst ones but then the fourth movie comes around, Makes sense and the killer again. has a strong motivation. So yeah, I do think that this newer one had like aired on that side of like, uh, like okay, like I guess like you you said why they're doing it, but like it didn't have a ton of connection to like Sydney or like the other main character. Any movie with a twist, and I don't know, I always use Sixth Sense as as the example. You watch that, and then you see the twist, and then you can go back and watch it again and see, yeah. oh, I should have known. Oh, I should have known. Good twists will do that for a movie. Yep. This seemed like it was like, we just wrote the entire script and then picked names out of a hat and said, okay, here's the <laughs> yeah. killer. They did really set it up that it kind of could have been anyone. I was positive, as I said in the last podcast, that... Tara was one of the killers and it was like her and her friend and I almost kind of wish partially that that is what ended up happening just for that moment with the main character where she was trying to decide if she should untie her sister or not and stuff and it would have been cool but whatever I talked a lot about the movie already but so you said you liked it till the end I did I did I well I mean I love those movies yes and they they did a good a pretty good job at like and they'll make a sixth one, style. and I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll at least wait till it's on Paramount Plus before <laughs> before we it. buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you watched anything else recently? Because strangely, I haven't been watching like a ton. Um, I watched the first episode of Euphoria, the second season. Oh, okay, I have like fifteen people telling me to watch. <laughs> oh, it's really Euphoria good. in general because I've never seen the first oh, season. Oh, it's either. really good. And uh, last night I watched a new stand-up from Taylor Tomlinson. It was really funny. Oh, okay. I was interested in that. And then the one thing that I did start is I'm watching the newest season of Mrs. Maisel. And I actually learned from Facebook the other day. I haven't gotten to the episode yet, but someone that I know from from college is going to show up as an actor in, in the show. Oh, cool. And so I'm excited to see that. Gets to work opposite... Um, Shit, I shouldn't have even started the sentence. I I don't know why I can't remember Mrs. Maisel. 
No, the woman that plays Lois on Family Guy. Alex Bornstein. Yes. She's so good in this show. Sometimes, I want everybody to know. Sometimes in this show, Cody will say something like that, and then I'll look it up, and I'll find the name, and I'll say it, and then he'll cut out me looking it up, so it sounds like I just knew it. That one, I just knew it. Yeah. I'm going (laughs) to add a lot of space, though, and tapping sounds, so it sounds like you're looking it up on your phone. (laughs) Just insert me searching stupid things, like... Uh, Red-haired P- family man. <laughs> family man. Uh, Stewie. Quagmire's neighbor. So, yeah. I guess it's been a little bit of a dry spell for you for watching a lot of stuff, which is yeah, something I, we can talk about in the third section of the podcast. It's absolutely the best, but time for me is non-existent. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> but something you were able to watch with Hudson I'm assuming <laughs> you didn't watch it with Hudson nope. I mean he's not gonna like take he it in anyway he can't he loses it we we put stuff on for him yeah um, I'll watch like Winnie the Pooh with him or Lion King or we watched like Looney Tunes would be good those only last like 10 minutes about 10 minutes he's like over it the older he gets he's starting to pay attention a little bit more but I also don't want to just like sit him in front of a tv and, like Again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. So, but you did get to watch Encanto, and I, I did. did too. And I, I will say it has been like a little while since I saw it, but I went on Wikipedia, re-looked at the plot, and I think I remember it like I, pretty I well. I re-watched the end this morning because I was dozing off at the end when we first watched it. Oh, okay. So what was Encanto about? I do have, this is like a medium level <laughs> like recap, but it's definitely not on the level of the Scream one, so... Um, It's about the Madrigal family, their magical casita, and the village nearby. A magical candle gave the Madrigal family magical powers and built the casita. And this happened after Alma, the family matriarch, witnessed her husband being killed as they escaped to their village in Colombia with their three children. Very standard uh, Disney animation fare with a horribly tragic (laughs) opening. We flash forward 50 years and we follow Mirabelle, the only family member who never received magic powers. On the day of her cousin Antonio's fifth birthday, the day he gets his powers, Maribel notices the house cracking and the everlasting candle flickering. Everyone thinks she's lying, but the next day she learns her sister's powers are dwindling. Maribel checks for answers in her shunned uncle's room. Um, this uncle is Uncle Bruno. And he could see the future, but no one liked what he saw. So that's why he, like, kind of exited the family. He was shunned. Mirabelle finds a vision of herself in front of the destroyed casita. And the family learns of this. And Mirabelle's other sister um, is set to be engaged to this guy. And it's, like, ruined because the whole family freaks out about the casita possibly crumbling and their powers going away. Mirabelle escapes into the walls of the casita where she finds bruno together they see a new version of the vision including a golden butterfly and maribel and her sister hugging the one that was supposed to be engaged and they kind of like hate each other maribel makes up with her sister isabella they hug 
but their grandma, Alma, scolds Maribel's actions throughout the whole movie, causing the house to crumble and all their magic to disappear. Maribel runs away again, but Alma's able to find her at the river where her husband died all those years ago. Alma apologizes for her actions over the last 50 years, and Maribel forgives her, and the whole family, including Bruno and the village down below, rebuild the casita, and their magic is restored. That's that's what happens in the whole movie. So, just to give some quick, like, details like I always do, it was directed by Jared Bush and Byron Howard. The screenplay was by Sharice Castro-Smith and Jared Bush, and it's starring... I mean, a ton of people, but Stephanie Beatriz, Maria Cecilia Botero, John Leguizamo, which is, was so random to me. I don't. I guess anytime John Leguizamo's in a movie, it is random. No one like goes to a movie like, let's see some Leguizamo. But anyway, so many other people. There was a big cast. Um, what do you think of the movie? It's hard to judge these movies without like comparing them against one another. All the yes, for sure. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it was a good time. I like Frozen better. I like Moana better. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> but I didn't dislike this movie at all. It was a really good time. I loved the music. Right. You, you felt it was very like, I guess, mi- middle of the road, I guess, as far as a Disney movie goes. Yeah. It was kind of. Cause there's not really like, I don't know, without necessarily getting like cynical, bad Disney movie, you know, like it's right. It's it's starting to feel like they're going, all right, let's do a different culture. And then, like, putting it through, like, their formula. So they did, like, Norway and came out with Frozen and did Polynesian and came out with Moana. and did You think they're all, Columbia. like, the same movie? They follow the same formula. They're obviously vastly different movies. but right. And, I mean, I guess that's all Disney movies and I'm just getting older yeah. and <laughs> seeing them through right. a different lens. But it, I mean, it was it was good. It was super predictable. There wasn't really much mm-hmm. that I didn't see coming. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the songs were great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there was one character that I like really latched onto that I loved, and maybe yeah. that's what I'm. I yeah. you know, you had Olaf in Frozen, and and you had <laughs> oh, what was the one in Moana that I liked? Hey, hey, hey wasn't hey. really a character, but I don't right. know. Maybe it was the rocks guy. I don't know. There was no character that I really like latched onto in this one. It's kind of funny you say that because it's it's mostly because it's been a while since we've watched it, so I really needed to ask him like right away, but I brought up to Dylan today, "Hey, what was your favorite character?" and it was like I can't really remember. Like um we think we know what it could be, but like didn't feel strongly enough about right. it to was be it, like, "Oh, we could talk about it." Was it the kid that wanted the coffee? It's very possible. Was that one of the village kids? Like, yeah. the kids from the village? There was one kid from the village that we were saying, like, it was this boy from yeah. the village. Yeah, and, and she takes the coffee from him and says, and that's why coffee is for grown-ups. And then in the very end sequence, kid. when they're building the house again, he takes a big swig of coffee and then nails, hammers all the nails. Absolutely has to be that kid. <laughs> so the one time where we don't really have the game, you got I who think it I was. Got it right. <laughs> So what's funny is at the end of this movie, I felt like, my God, did I love it. Like, I I just really enjoyed it all the way through. Mm -hmm. And then, like, kind of over time when I went back and, like, was taking notes for it and everything, I was like, it wasn't, like, that It was fine. Like, it it wasn't as good as I – I want to point out because, like, you know, you mentioned things you like. 
I really don't like Frozen, and one of the things I, oh, I don't like Frozen. is Olaf. So it's really funny that as far as like these recent Disney movies go, we could not be more at odds with what we. Think I don't think of we've Frozen. ever had the Frozen conversation. Yeah, I know. It, somehow we always talk about Star Wars Episode Seven, but we never talk about Frozen. It's for good reason. We got to keep doing the podcast, and if we talk about Frozen, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it's I gonna fall apart. I, you didn't mention Tangled, but like Kristen and I love Tangled, and we really liked Moana, and really it's just Frozen that we didn't like, and that I didn't even see Frozen two since I didn't like the first one. But how do you not? I I know what you mean about again that maybe we just I, need to do an episode on Frozen. Maybe we do. <laughs> I just imagine it being in the feed, and it's like our last episode we ever do. It's Frozen. Special bonus episode where Cody and Matt's relationship falls apart. <laughs> Their hearts freeze over, and and I have like a random thing that I'm going to talk about. Not a random thing, but I have something I don't like about the movie in the not so good. That I actually feel like you're going to tell me I'm an idiot for. And I, I feel like listeners are going to be like, I don't know what Cody is talking about here. But who knows? Maybe we'll have it. But I think I'm fine moving into the good. Like, we both obviously said it was it was, it was was good. It was a good movie. I almost feel like this goes without saying. You almost don't even need to list this as a good thing. But the animation is just so yeah. good yeah, in phenomenal. Disney movies. Yeah. And not just the animation, but, like, almost, like, the choreography, like, the dancing they do, but the editing, all the different things. Because mm-hmm. this movie, as far as the 3D Disney movies that they've been doing, felt the most like one of the 2D ones. Like, you know how, like, in Hercules, like, with Zero to Hero, there's always these, like, different backgrounds popping up and, like, you know, different things sliding in and they'll they'll change Hercules to be on the side of a v- mm-hmm. vase and he's moving it's like during the song where louisa the strong sister was like singing about all the pressure yeah surface it was pressure like is the best song that. in the, in the uh, movie <laughs> where it like s- switching to different backgrounds and now the donkeys are like the backup dancers and like it really mm-hmm. had that interesting kind of 2d vibe mm-hmm. in this 3d yep, style. frozen and, 2 did that really well by the way oh did it mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know you think about something like tangled frozen moana when they're singing it typically stays just in the scene they're in and you don't really like go out of that um so maybe because frozen 2 was the one before Encanto, right as far as the like musical 3d disney movies maybe so maybe they're gonna try to head in that direction where they do more like stylized maybe things which would be cool because i really liked that frozen 2 i also what Hmm? no i really like the style i mean (laughs) you know what Maybe I would like Frozen <laughs> 2 more than one. I don't know. But I thought I liked, and this is something that sometimes people don't like. Sometimes I don't even like it. But I liked that the story's stakes were more personal and not like world ending. Like it wasn't about how not only is the casita cracking, but if it cracks, the entire island sinks into the mm-hmm. middle of the ocean or something. Right. It was very much like, you know, worst case scenario her family just loses their magic and they just have to live like normal people, I guess. I mean, they heavily implied that the village like relies on the magic of of the family. So there was a little (laughs) bit of that, but it's still just the village, just that village. Yes. Yeah. Like they would be able to figure it out. Probably. It's not like the world's going to end. Right. 
And speaking of the the family with the like, you know, losing the powers, I enjoyed that whole family struggle where it's like this has been their entire life having like powers and like that's the norm for them. And I liked that kind of plot point of if they lose their powers, it's like the worst thing that like they could imagine. But Mm -hmm. that's just how Maribel lives her life every day. So it's like they're saying like I would hate being like you right that's a pretty good like Mm -hmm. emotional arc to have right and i loved i liked bruno i i just liked the vibe of bruno and john the character or the song the the character okay i enjoyed the song too but the song's just overrated it's funny because you're over here like the pressure one is the better song it is (laughs) drip 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 we'll get to the songs a little later for me but go uh Go ahead with what you liked. What did you like about the movie? Um, I mean, you hit on a, a lot of it. I liked the emotional through line um, yeah. of her having to kind of work through being the only one in the family without powers and then being terrified of not having powers of, of being right. there, though. I mean, really, it's all the things that you said. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I will say also the, the added thing about, like, with Louisa saying, like, the pressure that she feels... And they, she has like a whole song about it, so you're really you think of her. But uh, I guess the 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 plot line of really everyone feeling that pressure, kind of trickling down, was was an interesting thing well, too. And, right, and it was also like Louisa was strong, so they relied on her for her strength. So she felt right. this pressure to always be that super strong person. And then Isabella right. had this power where she was perfect so now she's got the pressure on her to be perfect all the time bruno sees the future and you know we saw what that did to his his psyche and his life and did a pretty good job of representing that hey these gifts are great but they don't make everybody just magically happy right yep which was kind of cool and then you have maribel who it's like her whole thing was almost like she is the optimist of the family. Right. And, and she's, she's the, the only one, one without, without powers. the powers. Right. She's like the hype person. I really like the music in the, yeah. in the songs. The, okay, well, then that's the, a good... The Caterpillar Go song. Um, it was all in Spanish. Dos arroquitas. Oh, okay. Means two caterpillars. Okay. <laughs> you liked that one? Was it, it, was, it was up there among some of the best sequences I've seen in a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was beautiful and heartbreaking and yeah. got the point across effectively Visually, and quickly. Yeah. And yeah, it it was really, 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 really Disney good. just knows what they're doing yeah. with visual storytelling. So heading into the not so good. Okay. Casita means little house. <laughs> one one bedroom was an entire rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if like <laughs> if like you were serious like you know what I mean like if you were like red in the face so mad like his bedroom was a rainforest I mean and his wasn't even the biggest one because no. Bruno's which I'm gonna be honest one of my not so goods is Bruno's room had way too many stairs which was the point of the joke right but then she fell off of the top and just survives, and I'm supposed to believe this? Well, the casita saved her. The, I'm sorry, so. the little house saved her. The little, the little house with <laughs> that is the largest. It's magic, Matt. 
It looks oh. so. It reminded me so much the. Um, Would be even better is if that was my only negative. <laughs> I kind of hope it is, but Bruno's um Bruno's room reminded me so much of Aladdin with the like um cave of wonders, the cave of wonders, and everything, and uh, like all the sand and everything was just really giving me that vibe. And then even Luis during Luis's song at the end, she like threw the donkeys on her shoulder, which Kristen pointed out like reminded her of uh, Hercules when he like. Mm-hmm gets the donkey up so i felt like there were a lot of good little references mm, oh, to other things like that what is hercules ever like yo i don't want to fight cerberus didn't uh remind anyone of hercules? <laughs> well, of course they also <laughs> specifically reference that <laughs> yeah i think that hercules probably is like that all the time so the songs i don't know how to explain this okay but i think the songs oh god is this the one where i'm gonna stupid. think you're crazy yes the songs sound too much like songs. You know what I mean? Like, so it sounds like something you would hear, like, on the radio versus, like, a musical Disney movie kind of vibe song. Like, in in older Disney movies and even newer ones, Tangled and, like, Moana and stuff, they're almost just, like, like they're saying what they think, but they're, like, singing it pretty much. And so it's just, like, normal kind of, like, I'm just saying it longer but then in this movie, you have Bruno, no, no, and like drip, drip, drip. And it like, it just felt like it was more like a pop song. And I wasn't really a, as much of a fan of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or am I an idiot? I mean, Let It Go was like a number one song on the billboard on the yes. radio. I know that they end so up on the radio. How far I'll go. I might just be wrong, and I might just be overthinking this, but I just, I, I guess, it's, it also is just very much like, saying. it's becoming also that it's just like, they're just Lin-Manuel Miranda songs too, and he's a fantastic writer, okay? Like, he's good at music, but at what point is everything <laughs> going to sound the same? The <laughs> he's good at music. They're all going to sound the same, you know what I mean? But Alan Menken all sounded the same too, I guess. I don't know, man. So you want it to be more like a musical than a movie with songs in it. Like you want you want the songs to be more a part of the narrative than just a song to accompany the feeling of what's going on in the scene. Yeah, but even I guess saying that like they still did that. Like it's not like it's not like the songs were detached from the plot of the movie. I just think like literally like almost like the good. melodies it <laughs> they were too good. <laughs> when they play on like a a a, a top 50 kind of situation, there can be times where you're like is this from like a Disney movie or like is this just like a song? Like you can't tell. Whereas if like part of your world comes on, like you know it's a Disney movie. What about Can You Feel the Love Tonight? I'm almost scared to get into this because I know how much you like The Lion King and I know how much Kristen likes The Lion King, but like... Don't even. <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> Hakuna Matata is like a good Disney song, right? And I mean, Circle of Life might be just one of the best songs ever written. What I'm saying right? is Can You Feel the Love Tonight is a great song, and if you heard it on the radio and had no other context... You wouldn't. And you know what? You wouldn't listen to it and go. That that's from a Disney movie. Kiss the girl, probably too. So you know what? I I'm glad I brought this up. 
because I think I might just be an idiot. And everybody wants to be a cat. No, not now, really. that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to use that as a negative. It's just something that got me thinking. Okay. And it's probably because these songs are really like we also have Spotify now and that like wasn't a thing back in the day. Like you're it really becomes a presence when one of these like movies comes out and the songs get really popular. You hear them constantly. And like you said, the Bruno song was very like it was everywhere, you know? Before yeah. I even got to see catchy. the movie. It's good. Oh yeah. You know so you know toward the end of the, um we don't talk about Bruno where everyone is singing their part but at the same time do you know what yeah. that's called in music? Uh no. Madrigal. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. There's yeah. a little fun fact for you guys. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that, I I also felt like the village was kind of useless. Like I understand like that the house, it seems like the Madrigal family like supports the village and like keeps it going, but like it's almost like it didn't matter to the plot line of the it, whole movie it, that it, it was there. It was there to raise the stakes. I guess, because like, ju- like you said, it's not just the family losing right. their magic. It's the village also losing But their they didn't really have much to do with the story. Right. So that was just kind of weird. And then I guess the last thing was I felt like everything happened very fast in the movie to me. Like, you know, we go from, like, her thinking that the house is breaking and no one believes her to very quickly, like, she finds proof of what could be happening. And then very quickly she finds... It just all kind of was going fast, but it's a short movie. It doesn't matter. Like, all these things are kind of (laughs) nitpicking. Right. And that may just apply to, like, it being a very simple story. It was just like this, then this, then this, without really too much of the stakes really rising i don't know right and maybe maybe that's my my qualm more so than being formulaic and being the same movie as the other ones it was just very very simple there was a lot of characters but there was only like four characters that like you really really got to know yeah so you got you you really got to know maribel you really got to know bruno over the course of the last like 20 minutes of the movie yeah 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 very fast Uh, you really got to know Abuela, mm-hmm. and then like you got a little bit of Isabella and Luisa, right? Because Luisa ha- has a whole song, and then and so did does Isabella, Isabella have a song? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So they get songs, so you get to know Correct. about them. But her mom, only a little bit. The which, the aunt with, that controls the weather, only a little bit. Which I guess I mean is also kind of how a movie works. Like you're not going to get to know about everyone, but then don't have that many characters. I felt like it was still good because, like, all of them appeared in the Bruno song. And so you got to see all their different, like, connections to Bruno. And I felt like that really characterized a lot of them more than, like, other sections. Mm -hmm. You didn't even mention Antonio, the little cousin. And I feel like he was very prominent, but then it didn't really matter at the end. Like, um, like early on in the movie, he was very prominent because it was his birthday. Mm -hmm. But then later on, I, I... I expected something to happen with, like, him being able to use the animals to do this or that, and then it didn't really, like... He just got his powers. Like, that's all it was. (laughs) It just moved on to the next thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I I got you. I feel... I I, We may not have said much about it, but, I mean, we have been talking for 40 (laughs) minutes, so it's a simple review for a simple movie, I guess, but I feel like it's better than, like, we're making it sound like. So, star rating, what would you give it? Three. I went for three and a half. 
it's because it's still it's good. I think it's just slightly above like the middle, and then it's but it's no Moana and it's no Tangled for me. Right. And I I'll, guess you would throw Frozen in there. I, I'll watch it again. Yeah, but it's not going to be one that I'm like, oh man, I really want to watch Encanto. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. watched Moana. 500 times yeah Moana rocks. before we had kids <laughs> before we had <laughs> yeah. a kid um, a kid right and then would you recommend it um yeah i would i wouldn't comes up. i like, wouldn't not recommend it yeah because i guess what it is is it's like if someone came up to you and said oh you know i'm down to watch any disney movie like what should i watch you're not gonna jump to Encanto, right right, right. But, but if like, someone, if someone said, says i really want to watch Encanto," i wouldn't be it. like don't Right, yes, definitely. Um, cool, yeah. So that was Encanto. Matt, I, I think we've already said it that Matt Matt and Carrie, his his wife had a had a kid. His name's Hudson. And that's kind of been like a new thing, you know, <laughs> like we had how how old is he? He's he's is he seven coming up months. on seven months? Or he did pass that? Right. Yeah, March first, he was so, seven months. So for the past seven months, like, you know, Hudson's been, I mean, you tell me, the main focus of your, your life. I would say so. <laughs> like, more than anything the else. The highest priority, the main focus, the only thing that exists. Right, so how's that going? It's going great, man. He's, it's, 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 everybody tells you, oh, enjoy it. Oh, these are the best years. Oh, when they're so little, make the most of it. Really enjoy it every stage that they hit you're gonna that's gonna be your new favorite stage and you're like right okay yeah i get it i'm supposed to love my kid I, I <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but it's true man i mean you just you see him like start noticing different things or start doing different things or right you know he's just in the last couple of weeks it feels like when you talk to him he's looking at you and listening and like obviously he right. can't like formulate speech and he doesn't quite understand like what we're saying but like he understands that we're talking to him right right he understands uh, i don't know it's it's so cool um he's he's been really obsessed with like textures so he'll okay. like scratch the couch and he's got this book that's got like different textures in it and he's like obsessed with touch and touch and touching right he's also obsessed with bruce Bruce tolerates him. Right, I was going to say, poor little Bruce, man. He was, for a while, Bruce was, <laughs> like, the one that got all the attention. And I think Bruce knows, you know? Like, you mm-hmm. brought Hudson home, and I feel like Bruce really started to understand, like, oh, I see, like, th- this creature is what's going to get the most attention <laughs> right. now. <laughs> but, I mean, Bruce, unless Hudson's in his room, Bruce yeah. is wherever hudson is which is so hilarious bruce follows him around loves him and then we'll like get right up next to him and like look away like i'm not even paying attention <laughs> but my butt's touching you so exactly. i know exactly where you are <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah i mean i remember going to your house and just um you he it must have been a couple months ago so he had to have been like four or five months old and you gave him like a little bit a little food like with a with a spoon and like there's like a he was picking up the spoon and like putting it in his mouth or to mm-hmm. his mouth mm-hmm. and like putting it back down and like he he didn't really have a handle on how you have to like scoop the food but he understood that the motion is to go to your mouth and back down to the food mm-hmm. and like i didn't know what it would be like you having a kid like from my perspective right and it's like you tell someone that it's like oh my god the other day my nephew 
he was doing the motion of eating. Mm-hmm. And it's like, was he eating? Well, no, because he doesn't know how to get the food, <laughs> right. and he doesn't really put it in his mouth right. And but like, but he knew it goes, and it's like, what? <laughs> and it's <laughs> so cool. It's it so is. cool. But when you go to tell someone, you're like, man, this sounds really lame. I know. I he saw my been... nephew the other day not eating, but it looked like he was. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been so proud of him uh, the other day. So Carrie's been making little pancakes for breakfast. Uh-huh. And we'll just cut them into strips, right? So you can just grab it. Yeah. He was double fisting, like a true <laughs> Erickson, double fisting pancakes, literally. <laughs> one, other, left, right, left, Without right. even, like, he would take a bite off this one, not even finish eating it, and then try to take a bite off this one. <laughs> He's like, oh, man, pancakes are where it's at. Like, <laughs> I don't want anything else now. Oh yeah. God! So uh, I mean, the the thing the thing is, is, as soon as you get a hold on like his schedule and and this this is gonna happen, it it changes. So, yeah, obviously going to the movies has been difficult. Uh, right, scheduling in, in time to, to record. Right, scheduling time to record has been difficult. You know, it doesn't help that you know. Also, life happens in between. Right, we yes. both work hectic schedules, so it, it it's it's a lot to juggle. Um. Carrie's mom has been well. Carrie's whole family, but Carrie's mom um, yeah. <laughs> has been amazing, and 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 how much uh, she's been helping out. She's gonna she's gonna babysit on Tuesday, and we're gonna go see Batman. Oh, nice little sneak peek at what our next episode is gonna be, the Batman. So so I guess to to wrap this up real quick, um, you know the whole having a kid thing for you and Carrie, good decision. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it's the hardest thing that that you'll ever experience and it's worth every second yeah well as matt just stated oh well also good but (laughs) as matt just stated (laughs) our next episode is going to be the batman so you can get hyped for that you know this this episode maybe was one of our on the shorter side i could see the next episode being on the longer side so you know schedule out your time for that we'll see (laughs) yeah Um, I'm, i'm sure i'll have opinions one way or the other Right, exactly, no matter what it is. So that is Let's Run That Back. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram at Let's Run That Back. Our email address is Let's Run That Back Pod at gmail.com. Our website is Let's Run That Back.com. I'll have to check those out. Yeah, you, you should really, Matt should subscribe um, to our Instagram and to our whatever podcast app you listen to. Save, subscribe, rate to the podcast. Give it five stars, because especially if you're using Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, go to Apple Podcasts and give it five stars. Because like if you're listening on Spotify, you, I don't think you can rate it. So it's like, that doesn't really help that. So even if you listen on Spotify, go over to <laughs> Apple Podcasts and give it five stars, because um, that'll be helpful. So yeah, uh, I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and... We'll see you in Gotham next time. That was Batman. That was my Batman. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, bye. (laughs) 